Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and Friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Couch Critics. Uh, I am your host, Easton Moore, and today I have uh, a fellow guest who's been on here quite a few times. Uh, that would be Trevor. Say hi, Trevor. Hi. Um, so Trevor's been on for quite a few episodes. Uh, three. Three. Yes. He knows, he knows uh, right on the dot. Um, and so a couple times we've talked about DC movies. Uh, we're going to spin a little bit and talk about a Marvel movie today. Um, and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But before we get into that, a question for you. Uh, right. We've we've had some video game uh, topics over the past couple of weeks, so I'm going to keep on brand with that. And I know he's a big gamer, so I just want to uh, ask you, what are some of, your, um, some of your favorite games of all time? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ethan. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say, uh, just clarification, I've been on here twice, and this is my third time. That's mm. what I meant. But... Favorite games of all time. Okay, so I'm an enormous, and you probably know this, but I'm an enormous... Resident Evil? Well, that too, but Legend of Zelda fan. Oh, okay. Resident Evil is, is like a really close second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing in the new games, but like the OG Resident Evil ones, I really like. Yeah. Uh, one, two, and three. And, uh, and the four? remake of two is fantastic, and you need to play it. <laughs> um, I did buy it. Good. And then, uh, yeah, Legend of Zelda, I've been a hardcore fan. I still haven't played Breath of the Wild and that's surprising i you just not have a switch that too but also like they changed up the formula so much i think it's just because i'm like so old school i'm just kind of like new things (laughs) i don't like but legend of zelda has always been about expanding it's you know i know but like it's like every game i feel like is completely different from the last you have the the 2d platformers or not 2d but the bird's eye view platformer yeah um the 64 version which is completely Mm -hmm. open world and then you have uh, Twilight on Wii, which was like a Twilight. realistic yeah. Zelda, which was really weird. And then yeah. they have Breath of the Wild, which is... I feel like each time they kind of yeah, do something well, different. I think, the, I think the thing with me and... I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I know they're, I know Breath of the Wild has brought like so many new people to the fandom. Yeah, like it's it's like probably quadrupled in size because people love it so much. But like some of the things that really make Zelda games for me before, like like a strict storyline of like this is just the way it is, and you need to go to point A, point B, point C. But just like the differences of how it gets there, like in Wind Waker, you have the Great Sea stuff. In Twilight Princess, like the open world at the time was massive. Yeah, and yeah, you had like. Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls games and stuff like that, which were like twice the size, but it was the first Zelda game to be like that. And I think just like the isol- the isolation aspect of Breath of the Wild, and I know there's villages in it, but that you're like going through a ruined Hyrule and yeah, I've watched videos there on There is it. like not a lot of yeah. stuff in it. It's mainly just fighting. Right. <laughs> and I know that like the machines you can climb on and do stuff, but like there's no temples which is one of the highlights of the games for me. So just the even the idea of, like, there's not any temples in this is, like, it's just foreign and weird to me. But mm-hmm. I will play it sometime. Yeah. Um, I know Whitney wants to get a Switch for Animal Crossing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Great game. Yes. So when, she, when we get one, I will probably get Breath of the Wild, and I'll probably play through it. Yeah. I, 
every fan uh, or friend I have that's a fan of the Legend of Zelda games all say it's one of their favorites. Mm-hmm. So I would assume you would like it too. So I, well, fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> and you can put a lot of hours into it too. Uh, I have Some a Switch, and I one. haven't, I haven't bought Breath of the Wild, and everybody who owns a Switch is telling me to buy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just odyssey i couldn't really get into too much well and you're and more aligned fps stuff aren't you it really just depends you i mean like good games <laughs> yeah it just well it just depends like the last of us is a complete story game and mm-hmm. i have a couple open world games um like skyrim i played through a couple times and the fallout games i was a fan of uh the original red dead redemption and i didn't finish the second one but i have it and play it um so like i like a lot of different styles of games it's just i don't know what it is about the switch like i didn't like the smash brothers that much either and then mario odyssey was i'm a pretty big like smash brothers fan well i would say i'm like maybe a little above average um uh yeah and ultimate is like it's it just feels very final to me i keep thinking like okay well what are they going to do like where are they going to do next and i think their plan is just a dlc and it's just going to be ultimate forever now i don't I even hope know. not you know, but i i don't I like know. the game i don't i just don't like the gameplay of it yeah. it just doesn't feel right yeah and yeah i don't want to say i'm a melee guy but i'm a melee guy so <laughs> i'm not great at it but you just play any other smash bros other than melee and it just doesn't feel melee right is great it yeah just, yeah just doesn't and have the feel melee is also my favorite mm. um but that's because I main Mr. Game and Watch in it, <laughs> and he is stupid, like strong in that. And everything else, he's just been nerfed, and they they yeah. like messed with him. After, yeah, after Melee and Brawl, I think they did some characters some good justice. But after Brawl, like a lot of the characters really seem to get streamlined. And I know people will say, "Well, there's copy characters in Melee," yeah. but like it there still are, felt unique. Yeah, there were only a couple characters in Melee that kind of felt similar, like. Falcon, or mm-hmm. Captain Falcon, and uh, Fox. Oh no, Captain Falcon. I was thinking Falco. Yeah. Captain Falcon and Ganondorf. Yeah, the same and then set. Fox and Falco. Right. Uh, Young Leak and Adult Link. Yeah, yeah. But even then, they they do have differences, and Ganon's a much more of a heavy character that is strength and is yeah, a he's lot harder. Slower, can, but he's like a lot and stronger. Like, and then Falcon is very. Captain Falcon is much more of a... He's quick. You've got to be fast, and like you have to have fast twitch muscles because he's flying around the map like crazy. Mm-hmm. And and then Fox and Falco have a, a couple differences. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty similar, but they're... Uh, the main thing I can think of is one, their, their reflectors are, do different things. And then... Yes. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they are pretty similar, mm-hmm. but... Um, usually, but Fox is another faster character compared to Falco. It's a yes. little bit more of a slower one. So, but we at least we can both agree that Melee is uh, the best. Super yeah, Smash Bros. Game. yeah. <laughs> I, it's probably also the one I played the most because yeah. I grew up, or I didn't grow up. I went to college, and a lot of my college roommates were really big Melee fans growing up. So mm-hmm. I just kind of adapted their ideology of it and played it a ton. And they <laughs> kicked my ass for a really long time. <laughs> Until I finally got decent at it and I could finally uh, hold my own, but I still wasn't. It really is a trial by fire. Uh, A buddy of mine still kicks the crap out of me every time we play. Yeah. And, like, 
I think we both know now that like it's a very slim chance I'll win against him. And he's done some tournaments and stuff, so he's like he he knows yeah. it better than I ever will. But like you still, it's still fun to go and even get your butt whooped. Is yeah. like you know. I went to a tournament once and decided I'm never going again. It's because... a little toxic. Too. No, that wasn't it. Yeah, it was more of like I could get way too into this, and oh, I could. Yeah, I could spend like I I have a pretty um, addictive nature to video games. Mm-hmm. And I can really get into video games, and I could definitely see myself just just sinking hours and hours. Yeah, and wanting to be one of the best. And I mean, we live in Wichita, so being wanting to be one of the best in Wichita, and, and fighting forever to do that. And I didn't start until I was in college, eighteen or nineteen years old, right? And just wasting time doing that. <laughs> and I was like, it just doesn't seem worth it. Like I almost bought a GameCube and a. Smash Brother mm-hmm. uh, melee copy, which is like almost a hundred dollars now. Yeah. So between the GameCube and a lot well, the, actually, like, I had a Wii, so I could have played it on Wii. So I didn't have to buy the console, but the game <laughs> itself, I would have had to pay a pretty, yeah, pretty penny for, and then just spending all weekends just training and yeah. I just feel like it wasn't it wasn't worth it. I'd rather those, try different stuff. Yeah, a lot of those, those old GameCube games are like still ridiculously expensive. Like I remember wanting to get they Double are. Dash. Oh, and yeah. Double Dash is still like seventy-five to eighty dollars. That's really just any Nintendo because they're pretty. They don't, at least back in the day, they didn't sell as well mm-hmm. as the other consoles, even though they were great games. And so yeah. people grow up and find these games, and they want to go. And back there's and like play the them. nostalgia factor, yeah. You know, and collector oh, is yeah, another definitely. huge thing <laughs> because they didn't sell a lot. They have a lot of you know people that collect games. They want to go back and buy them, and right. we'll spend. I mean, I worked at a video game store and. I mean, we sold a copy of a Mega Man SNES. I think it was an SNES. Yeah, Mega Man game for seven hundred bucks. So I mean, it was like it was sealed. Yeah, like it was was uh, completely open, like unopened. It was completely opened. No, completely unopened. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, it still had the seal on it, and so someone's willing to. (laughs) You can you can and it like we sold on cheap end too, like. Yeah. So fresh, so clean. Mm-hmm. And so, as a resale store, we we had it at like seven hundred bucks or something. And online, he could have mm-hmm. sold it for like two grand or something. Yeah, yeah. So, but nonetheless, um, so you have Legend of Zelda and mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Yep. Are those uh, those basically it? Or I also really like horror games, like indie horror games. Like, okay. uh, I really like the Amnesia games. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, I really like. Uh. There's a 8-bit pixelated game called I'm Scared, hmm. um, which, oh, you you're you don't like horror stuff, though. <laughs> I don't mind horror movies. Uh-huh. It's the games that I'm a little iffy on. Maybe, I, maybe because, I'll bring it over one day and I'll have you play I'm, I'm Scared. I'm controlling it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm more, like, into it. Yeah. Um, And that's just the way I game. Like, well, whether I'm playing a shooter or I'm playing The Last of Us or I'm playing an RPG like I put myself in the character. Yeah, and well, so definitely. it scares me more. Right. <laughs> Cuz I've played horror games and yeah, it Well, and I Whitney, can... <laughs> that's how Whitney got me to go to a haunted house with her was she was like it's basically like you're playing any horror yeah. game that you like turn all the lights off and play late at night. And I'm like, "Well, that logic's too true for me to not like agree with you, so I guess I'll go." Yeah. <laughs> Did you play PT? No, you. Oh, dang it, you probably didn't get to what PT. No, is that the one where it's you get to the end of the demo and it's uh, 
I know the character model is based off the guy from The Walking Dead. I don't know if that's it or not. You're basically in one room. Or yeah. You're in one house walking around, um, and you have to do certain things to kind of unlock the next section of it. Okay. But you're walking around in a circle the whole entire time. And it's supposed to be the scariest video game of all time, and it was a demo for, I believe... Who's the? Who's it is, the, yeah. It's for. It was a demo for Silent Hill. Yes. Yes. But then the, it, it got is. canceled. And the yeah, the character model was modeled after that guy from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. I thought you meant uh, the main character. No, that's not Norman, good old Rick Grimes. Yeah, that's Norman Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman yeah. Reedus or Reedus. Yeah, and he and he instead of doing PT, they did a game called Death Stranding instead. Right. Because they yeah. lost the. They, they but lost people that still IP. like they. You can't get it. Yeah, and people will pay a lot of money to buy a computer or hard drive or whatever yeah. or a PS4 with it still downloaded. Kind of like, and I think the same thing for the Scott Pilgrim video game we were talking oh. about earlier. Yeah. yeah, people still buy like old Xbox 360s hard drives huh. that have that on it. What it got canceled or something? Or? Yeah, I think it was just one of those like indie games where Xbox mm-hmm. had for like or at PC too. I think where they just had it for a while and now they just don't. Huh. You know, that's weird. And then I think they maybe it was one of those things where like they re-released it later, but like the re-released version wasn't as good, and people wanted gotcha. the original gotcha. or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah the the PT they lost like it was kind of a a fight between who yes. owned it, yeah. And so they had to take it off because big wigs, man. Yeah. And I tell you what, we should go. We I, should go try to find it, and we'll just like wherever it's got to be somewhere on a hard drive, PT? right? Yeah. I actually i I had it, but um, it like got off my system, and so and you can't re-download it. If it if it gets taken off of your hard drive, you cannot it's like gone. it. Yeah, you're not allowed to read. So I have it in my library, but if I try to download it, it says not available to download or something like that. It's really weird. Sony. Yeah. But speaking of Sony, what isn't that the people that made the movie we're talking about today? Uh, I mean, technically, <laughs> and technically not. Uh, I just remember. It's, I know we have it's Marvel, you, but it's Sony, and it's <laughs> yeah. I know we haven't said it yet, but in the opening shot, I always just see those headphones, and it's just Sony oh, right yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I don't even notice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we can go ahead and get into the actual movie of the day, which is uh, like I said earlier, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um. I was about to sing the Batman theme song. I was going to do the Spider-Man, like, old theme song. Um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, that one. Sorry. They don't play that one in this one. That's that's old Tobey Maguire where they sing that one. Right. It's in it, though. It is? Yeah. It's in the, the, like, is that you or me? No, that's my stupid computer. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Someone's texting my wife. Right. Uh it, it's in the the theatrical score, so it sounds like more sweeping and majestic. But it's like that kind of thing. Gotcha. So it's in there, but it does not sound the same. Right, right. Um. So yeah, this is a a movie that came out in 2018. That really, I mean, I didn't really know much about until it really came out. Um. But got a lot of um. Really, because Tom Tom Holland's Tom Highland. No, not like the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man was pretty big at this point because mm-hmm. I think that was a couple years prior to this. Yeah, and uh, I think Sony still owned the rights, but they were giving Marvel um, 
they were allowing them to make movies as long as they made like 50% of the revenue, which is right. yeah, a, yeah. a lot of money off of a Marvel movie. So, <laughs> and then they renegotiated the deal. We're like, maybe we'll let you keep making these. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I really wasn't expecting it and really didn't know what to think of it. Once I saw the trailer for it, it's... Um, it looked like a kid's version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Almost like, yeah. like even more kiddish than, um, the old Spider-Man TV series, which I used to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I watched those old cartoons growing up. The Amazing Spider-Man or something like that? No. Um, I don't know. I watched like the sixties. The 60s. one in the nineties? Oh, the sixties one. Yeah. I, Way back there. <laughs> yeah. I had a DVD set of the old sixties and seventies. Um, a true fan. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Someone got it for me for Christmas, probably my grandma, because she probably she grew up watching it, like, it. Yeah, like the basement of somebody's garage sale or something. Yeah, like that. I, I have no idea, but I got it as a gift one one year, and it was like I loved it. It was great. That's I mean, like the TV show that the meme is from, right? Where the Spider Men are like pointing yep. at each other. Oh my god! There are a thousand memes from that series, oh, and I man. watched all of them live. Not live, but Look I watched them all in, You're and just... I still have that set. It's uh. Is it, I mean, it's a pretty good TV show, but I figured it like that one's not even really a kids show. It was more of a I mean, kids could watch it, but yeah. it was it was more actiony and didn't really have kid humor in it. It was more of a just was it a normal, like earnest, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a teenager or sure. young okay, adult yeah, or something yeah. rather than like a ten year old. Sure. And that's but this one looked like it was going to be like a you bring your eight year old and it's a kids movie like it's teen yeah, titan go very bright and very like yeah. flashy colors teen titan and... go or like yeah. maybe not that dumbed down but somewhere around that yeah like we're taking a an ip that is usually targeted towards a young adult and we're taking it down to a kid's level yes like teen titan growing up was a young adult or, yeah. Uh, yeah high school student age material and right teen titan go made it down to a five-year-old's level <laughs> if not lower than that so i don't want to talk about yeah, and so that's what I thought this was going to be when I when I walked into it, but it mm-hmm. definitely was not. It's definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's what I, you know, going into it was was thinking. Um, what did you go go into the movie? I mean, did you watch it when it came out, or did you? I did not wait? see this in theaters, okay. and I kind of felt the same way you did. I was kind of like, oh, it's a. I am not okay. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I am not a very big Tom Holland as Spider Man fan. Um, He's okay. Yeah, I just I like him as an actor, so it's fine. Yeah, I just I don't I just don't even, I don't even know if I could put it into words. I'm just kind of like he just doesn't strike me as he's good as Spider Man. Yeah, like and I think he's good in the Avengers movies. Yeah, but like his solo stuff in the like Homecoming series or whatever. Yeah, him um, in Civil War is very good. Yeah, was really good. And even I think he's good in Infinity, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Two minutes he's in. Yeah. Endgame. I mean he's in there for a decent amount. Yeah. But uh so I so I was not totally on like the Spider Man hype train when this came out. And so I was just kinda like, oh man, yeah, blah blah blah. But then Whitney it's brought it. It's a very home. weird premise too. Yeah. Whitney wanted to see it because Whitney's that's her favorite superhero is Spider Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so she um she rented it. And brought it home is like, can we watch this? And I was like, I guess we can watch this. <laughs> and I was to. like blown away. I was like, this yeah. is incredible. This is like, now I know why everybody loves this movie so much. Because I was kind of like, Spider-Man. What? It's just another Spider-Man. But like now it's probably like one of my top yeah. like 10 comic book movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I actually did watch it in theaters because we had AMC A list when, you know, that was a thing. Uh, we all movies. we all know you have AMC A list. Well, right? I don't have it now. There's no movies <laughs> in theaters, but um, it had gotten a lot of praise the first the first weekend it was out, and like I said, I wasn't really it wasn't really on my radar, and also, um, the whole I didn't know how they they were gonna spend the whole Black Spider Man part of it. Because to me, Spider-Man's always been Peter Parker. Oh, like, you mean Miles, Miles Morales? Morales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know it was Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't Peter Parker. Right. And so I was like, this is really... I have always grown up watching the old TV shows and watching yeah. the movies. Well, it's in the always past, like, six movies have all been Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. And yeah. I didn't even know that there were comic books already made of different Spider-Mans mm-hmm. and different multiverses, obviously, or diff- just, you know... Yeah, in yeah. this one, I mean, Spider Man dies and another Spider Man comes up. Well, and it's funny you were talking about the TV show earlier in the Amazing Spider Man, which I think is what the one in the '90s was yeah. called. The series finale of that is essentially the Spider Verse. Hmm. Yeah, and there's a ton of <laughs> yeah, different Spider Man <laughs> and stuff. And there's a and the one that is kind of like running the show is this uh, woman. I think she's called Madam Web or something hmm. like that. But she's like a like a psychic spider woman kind of thing that's weird yeah okay. amazing spider-man goes through i mean like it's pretty I th- as far as i know it stays pretty true to the comics and it like goes through a lot of different stuff you know yeah but and so i just went i was pretty weird like i just didn't know where like how it was gonna happen right. because i didn't know that was already a thing yes and so i was a little weird from i thought this was a kid's movie and then also are they just like trying to bring like a the progressive, you know, we're making all of these comic book characters that have historically been, you know, one race, changing them over. Oh, sure. Trying to and, include some diversity. Yes. Yeah. Which I have no problem with that as a whole, but yeah. I want it like what they did here. They, yeah. They created their own, like, he is his own character. Yeah. This isn't a um, minority Peter Parker. This is a... No, this is... This Miles, is Miles, he is a he's second a, He's a completely different Spider-Man. Yes. And and in my opinion, kind of a cooler Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I we can definitely get into that later in spoilers, but um that's just what I had going into it because I didn't really know everything about, I guess, the multiverse and Miles right. Morales. I didn't yeah. know about any of that. Mm-hmm. And so I just saw a trailer that had a, a black Spider-Man, so I'm assuming a black Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this just doesn't feel it just feels weird. Like why? Like, you know, why can't you? Be, and then yeah, not not knowing not knowing that there are different Spider Man and seeing that yes. and being like, oh, Spider Man is Peter Parker. Oh, they made him black. Yes. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, just going into it, I didn't really know what to expect, and then was like, this is kind of a weird premise to start out with. Mm-hmm. You're changing a historically, you're changing a historic character that's been around since the fifties mm-hmm. or sixties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then you met the real Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick Miller. Or actually, it's not his name. But, um, yeah, so that's why I went going into it. Um, I guess we can kind of talk about general thoughts as well. Um, but I just kind of wanted to see how you went into it. And you I, went into it kind of I knew sour a, because you, yeah. you probably knew a little bit more about yeah, Miles. like I, I knew about Miles Morales. Yeah, uh, I knew about and like uh, I knew about the multiverse and yeah. things like that. Um, 
However, that being said, the only Spider-Man that I was like really aware of were Spider-Gwen, Peter Parker, um, Ben Riley, which we could maybe talk mm. about later, <laughs> and uh, who's not in this movie. But and then um, who's the last one? <laughs> I can't think. Who else in this movie? Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen. You already said Spider-Gwen, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of them. I knew Peter Parker as Spider-Man because that's the only Spider-Man I've ever right. seen. And I don't read comics. I think I've said that before in some of our earlier mm-hmm. episodes. Just never sure. a thing that I was, yeah. you know, grew yeah. up doing. Sure. And so it was just pictures, movies, yeah. you know, for me, or TV shows. And so it was always Peter Parker. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, for that's what I went into it. But it was the 60s television series. <laughs> for a long time, yeah. And then Toby, <laughs> Toby Maguire came in. Uh-huh. Um, and then for Garfield. two movies there, and then Andrew Garfield. Oh, to- to- we don't need to talk about that's. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the third one there. Um, and then yes, Andrew Garfield ones, which I thought were fine. They weren't great, but they mm-hmm. were. I actually have a funny little kind of a funny story about the Andrew Garfield one. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, me and my wife went to go see it with her nieces. Uh, they had come up, and we were watching them for like four or five days, and we took them to go see it. And there's a shot about half an hour in where he's like, I think it's after Uncle Ben dies. Oh, spoilers. Uncle Ben dies. After Uncle Ben dies. <laughs> yeah, no one knows that. And uh, he's like, he's like in the fetal position in a corner. And like the camera is zooming in on him and then it stops. And it stopped for like a full minute or two. And we're like, what is going on? And then the lights came up. And the manager came in and said that, like, the the projector, whatever they were using to run it, had, like, burnt out or something (laughs) like that. So they gave us, like, a full refund and gave us a free movie voucher. And luckily we got five because we had three nieces with us. Um, But, yeah, so that was my experience (laughs) with The Amazing Spider-Man when the Andrew Garfield one came out. And then I never saw the second one. Oh, okay. They're both fine. Yeah. They're just action superhero movies in my opinion some people hate them yeah some people love them i think well, and i think that's the same with all of the spider-man that is true stuff. yeah i think i think there's one thing that's true is each one there's like when it comes to the peter parker ones there's a, they're either good at being peter parker or they're good at being spider-man right and so kind of like what you we were talking about the other day the other day like three weeks ago with uh <laughs> batman yeah, with yeah, Batman. Bruce Wayne or Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, but he wasn't necessarily the best Spider-Man. He just didn't have, he just didn't, for whatever reason, it just didn't translate perfectly. See, now here's behind the thing. The suit. I'm the opposite way. You think I th- so? Yeah, I think he is a better Spider-Man than he is a Peter Parker. Well, you are a minority on that one, I think. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say I was wrong and I no. was going to walk out. But. No, I... <laughs> Most people I talk to say that uh, Andrew Garfield is a better uh, Spider Man because he yeah. he just has that nimbleness like. Well, that, and he looks the part. Fit. He's like tall and slender. Yeah, he's like a spindly little spider. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and With some big old just hair. the yeah for real, <laughs> um, and just the which doesn't really make sense for his costume. I don't know how. It oh yeah, how do you get that? I feel that, that well, like I'm sure it could, but it also like poof out a little bit. Do you think bit. he like keeps moose in the suit? So like when he puts like. The head just, part on, it just slicks his hair back. And, maybe. I don't know. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like Andrew Garfield just, he moves yeah. like 
what I would expect Spider-Man to, and which is what I like about this movie too, mm-hmm. is Miles Morales moves. Yeah, like the movement of both him well, and, and Peter and Parker. Partially, I mean that's thanks to the animation. Yes, which you can't do that with a first life action. This person, movie, but. I wholeheartedly think this movie would not have been as good had it been live action. Yeah, I think. It oh, been oh, hundred like, percent. Probably like bad to awful. Yeah, <laughs> if they had tried to do a live action. Yeah, I mean this is just going into our general thoughts of this movie. That's non spoiler is. The animation of this movie was ground. I mean, this and is it won, one of the. It won something for it. I'm it? sure it did. I mean, I can definitely look it up, but it should have. It, it should have if it didn't, because this was one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. And when I actually, when I went and saw this, uh-huh. uh, I found out afterwards. I saw this movie in 3D, without oh, 3D man. glasses. Whoa! They didn't tell us it was in 3D. Like I said, I had AMC A list, so we just bought the tickets. It won Best Animated Feature okay, in good, 2019. Good. And so we bought our tickets, and it didn't say 3D on our on our tickets. And so we just scanned our tickets and walked into the theater. And um, yeah, the movie was in 3D, so the whole entire movie was blurry, and had a blue and like red outline to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was maybe just the art style of it. Yeah, which, yeah. which like made sense because it's Spider-Man and Spider-Man has a oh wait red so and blue. you went in to see this not knowing it was in 3D and you just watched it without the glasses yes okay I didn't know you, it was you a, were supposed to wear them yes but you I was weren't. supposed to oh, wear okay. 3D glasses I, I understand I bought yes. tickets and it didn't say 3D on our tickets there wasn't like a big bin of glasses and AMC in front of- they have the bin next to where you scan your tickets. And so if you're watching a 3D movie, you just pick up the glasses there and then go so they're not outside. Because, And you're an A-lister, and they yeah. didn't tell you? Yeah. Oh, my and so, goodness. And, so, and they do that because one showing it might be 3D and the next showing it may not be, so you don't want to have 3D glasses out in front, so they just keep them out in the foyer <laughs> or whatever. Could you imagine how funny that would be, going to a 2D movie and some two Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or you have the opposite, which is what we did. <laughs> and so Tristan and I both went into this movie, and so it was a little hard to watch the first time, I'm not going to lie, because everything looked slightly fuzzy, and then on top of that, there was a little blue and, and green outline to everybody. And then after we, it came out on Netflix... We watched it again on Netflix, and I was like, okay, we did, in fact, see it in 3D because that filter was not in the next Netflix version. So, Right. Because at first, I mean, walking out, we were like, um, it was really weird that every character, like every shot, there was just red and blue around everybody, like everything. There was just red yeah. and blue around everything, yeah. which made sense with... The art style, because it was very artsy in Spider-Man's blue and red, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made sense, but everything was fuzzy, and it just was was weird. But I honestly did not know. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's like, it's already kind of fuzzy. Like the thing that's, whatever's not in focus. Like there's a shot yeah. when they're they're walking away from a dead spider. Spiders, I guess. Walking away from a dead spider, and like everything around just them walking away is fuzzy. So the spider is like double vision looking kind of. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I felt <laughs> the whole, and I just figured it was the art style, but watching it on Netflix, knowing that it was, you know, 
right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's a testament to like how good the animation is. If you were able to go see it in 3D without having glasses and still be able to like not think to yourself, oh, I probably need glasses. Um, I think that's probably a good testament to like that's some pretty good animation for the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I do wish I saw it in 3D. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that probably would have added a lot to it. Yeah. Because, I mean, this... Uh, There's a lot of, like, opportunities for that to really play well, into effect. We talked about how the the animation helps uh, Spider-Man feel more spidery mm-hmm. and his movement. And so I feel like with, with a 3D effect, they could have really utilized that well. And I'm, yeah. I'm mad that I didn't know <laughs> that I was walking into a 3D movie because... Um, because I feel like that would have enhanced it, and I would have got the even if I was watching it just standard two D, I would have got what obviously was meant to be right on a big screen. Yeah, um, but nonetheless, it was still the first time I watched it. I still put it at a pretty pretty high grade. I guess I'm kind of spoiling my my end of the episode review or rating, but well, don't give it away. Yeah, after, <laughs> uh, but I. Saying that even not knowing, like, the whole entire movie, I was questioning whether it was supposed to be 3D or not. Because of how, like, I've seen 3D movies before. And when you watch 3D movies, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I kind of, like, take off my glasses every once in a while. Oh, yeah, to, like, refocus your eyes a little bit and check. (laughs) that and to see what it looks like (laughs) without the 3D glasses. Like, I'm I'm curious. Well, and I feel like you do, when you watch 3D movies, you do get used to it after a while. Yeah. And that's what I do, is I take them off just to, like, refocus and, like, get my eyes a break, and then I'll get back into it. A little bit. Yeah. After a while. And so I I have done that, Mm -hmm. but... Also, I have also, like, during trailers and stuff, when it's not, like, really pertaining to the movie. Sure. I'll take off the glasses to see what it looks like to not be looking in 3D, just to see what the screen looks like. And it looked a lot like that. Now, 3D has progressed a lot since I've last seen a 3D movie, because the last 3D movie I watched, I think, was Wreck-It Ralph, but that was on a 3D TV at home. Okay. I went to our friend's house, and he had a 3D TV. And I watched Wreck-It Ralph. But before that was Star Wars Phantom Menace because they were putting... Oh, yeah, yeah, when they were going to re- re-release Disney, them before, before Disney. Disney bought Star Wars. I'm still bummed that that never happened. That they should have done it. They should have gone ahead. It doesn't ahead, make yeah. any sense that they stopped. It's just raking in money, so why yeah. not just... I mean, that's what and, you're known for. <laughs> and I was really mad because I had never seen a Star Wars movie in theaters until Phantom Menace on 3D. Wow. Because I grew up and I I was born nineteen ninety six and so the first um, prequel was in nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. and then two thousand one and then two thousand three and so I was it wasn't until two thousand three that I really like could comprehend yeah Star Wars that's and weird I, and I had started like loving Star Wars at that time but I I didn't go to the theaters for episodes. yeah like. That's weird that I'm only just three years older than you, but I got to go experience that and see Phantom Menace. And, and I remember and all going three of them. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I wish I was there. Um, well, if like you, I said, I was. If I, I knew you, I would have th- taken you with me. I was only three <laughs> during the first one, but I was a fan of Star Wars at the age of around five ish. And so I technically could have went and saw at least Revenge of the Sith, but I think I was just too young. It was rated R movie as well. What? Revenge of the Sith was... No, it was the first PG-13. 
Uh, that's what it was. It was, was rated R. Say. Yeah, it was the first PG thirteen movie of the franchise, and so I was. <laughs> is it rated R for Hayden Christensen? Is uh, <laughs> acting? His <laughs> yeah. no, bad acting was in the Clone Wars Ugh, or uh, Attack of the Clones. That was yeah. the bad acting part of. <laughs> and I, yeah. Hayden Christensen in Episode Three, I think, was actually I, decent. Yeah, and on a side note, I I think I mean I think he did it like I think he does it justice, but it is still fun to like poke fun at it. Oh, and, for like, sure. Yeah. I think the prequels are the best meme movies of all time uh like by far like yeah. they're just they're just perfect there's meme machines that's but, right <laughs> uh, aside from that i was just trying to say that's the last movie i had seen in 3d and yeah, so yeah. and taking off the glasses it looked like what i had last remembered a 3d movie being without glasses on yeah yeah but i wasn't sure yeah. i was like because it 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 honestly fit with the movie because the movie is a very red and bluish because that's the Spider-Man color. Right. So I didn't know if they were trying to make an accent of the Spider-Man colors in every, yeah, like sure. just kind of underlying that. But I was like, this really just doesn't look right. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. yeah, that was my theater experience with, Wonderful. with the movie. Um, what a great experience. It yeah. sounds like that was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tristan fell asleep within like 30 minutes. What? Yeah. <sighs> she does that a lot during the theater movies. I have to have a talk with her. <laughs> well, to be fair, we would go to the theater two to three times a week oh, with okay. MCA list. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes there would be later showings. And she doesn't have the highest energy <laughs> to stay up um, past, I don't know, 7.30 sometimes. What? So... Um, she wakes up. Well, yeah, she wakes up at like four or something, no, something like that. No, she wakes up usually at like six. But hmm. if I'm having it, like if I'm not working, I wake up at eight thirty. So, and she'll still wake up at six or seven. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I'm used to being a night owl. I used to stay up till five o'clock at night in college. So, like, I'm for sure more of somebody who can stay up till late <laughs> at night. Um, so I didn't really blame her, but I was like. I didn't know until we watched it again on Netflix the other day that she hadn't seen the last hour of the movie. And she was like, oh, this is a lot better than I remember. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird, but this is actually pretty good. Uh, she... Oh, I had a joke, but it's spoilery, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I remember it later. Yeah. So obviously the animation is one of the greatest things about this movie because it was completely different than I think most movies we had seen, or I had seen at least, mm-hmm. the animation style. And uh, a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'd, I'd seen some stuff that said that as Miles Morales um, progresses as a Spider-Man, it mm-hmm. actually picks up the frame rate. For, oh, really? For Miles Morales. So as he gets more in tune with himself, he seems smoother picture-wise, which I think is a cool uh, a cool addition that they, that they put in there. Yeah. Um, but the art style is really fun. And when it comes to to Miles Morales, I think um, the art style fits him as a character too. Absolutely, which I think is a cool thing that they did. Like they could have done a three D animation or like a standard mm-hmm. animation style, but they instead tried to put this graffiti style mm-hmm. of animation. And then with the other Spider Mans that they add in there, which we'll talk about later with spoilers. Yes. Yeah, um, with the other Spider Mans, each one of those characters had their own animation style. Mm-hmm. And so for Miles Morales, it was a style that was very much towards his character, which was yes. a graffiti style, yeah. which I thought brought a lot to this movie and was um, was was one of the best parts about the movie was well, and in, in terms of style, along with the animation, like which is great, um, 
Uh, the music, I think, is also great. That's I think next this, thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is one of the best, like, comic book... Soundtracks? Well, I was going to say, con- like, superhero, like, themes. Like, What Up Danger is, like, fantastic. It, and it and just the montage that goes to that place when that tune is going. Yeah. Like, it's just, it feels very... And it's also, like, all the, like, Brooklyn style, like, like there's... Uh, like notorious BIGs in this and stuff like that, and yeah. uh, all of the like, it's very much you're in Brooklyn kind of thing, and yeah. I think that's great. And I think the soundtrack and the Post Malone stuff, yeah. the soundtrack and the and the film score, I think go hand in hand really really well. Yeah, um, it, it makes you feel like you're in this graffiti absolutely. City part, and it's just like, and it's something else, and I guess kind of going back to the animation a little bit, like the, it's just this like, I love when superhero movies that take place in New York City, like they look almost like more metropolisy that not metropolis like the DC city, but like like they look more like a dirty gritty yeah. metropolis than like the actual New York City does. Yeah, and seeing the seeing the animation when it when it, it's like nighttime and there's a lot of shots at night and like all everything is lit up and it's this very like pretty blue on fluorescent yellow or white yeah. kind of one kind of thing and then you have that music of like whether it's hip hop or rap or the or the score or whatever in the background i think it all just works really really well together yeah and and each song i think fits well with the mood mm-hmm. very Absolutely. very well whether it's well, a, like when there's when, a lot of sad parts in the movie there is in in like it's not just the score. Like a lot of movies push scores mm-hmm. to to put you in the mood. This uses a lot of actual. Like they had their own music soundtrack, and they had artists make music for the yes. movie. Yeah, and it yeah. Very much fit the mood of what they were trying to do, which I think mm-hmm. adds a lot. Yes, to I this agree. Movie, especially with being a, a downtown, you know. Yeah. Um. City, mm-hmm. New York, uh, lifestyle. I think that that music really fits, and then. Uh, with his character, he seems to be somebody who obviously is really into that style of music. And yeah, so it set uh, like it puts an emphasis on that style of music, and Absolutely. then allows that music to to kind of push you through the different moods. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it definitely has a whole bunch of different. It puts you through a lot of different emotions during different parts. Absolutely, it's yeah. Really up pace. It's really sad. It's mm-hmm. uh, action. It's uh, sorrow. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different stuff that this movie goes through. Which you wouldn't expect, at least I w- didn't expect from from this style or from this movie, right? Like I said, I went to it thinking it was a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You don't think it's going to be that impactful because mm-hmm. kids movies usually aren't. I mean, you can have some Disney like Pixar movies that ha- have some like pretty some a lot of depth to them. Like Inside Out is a movie that I'm thinking of that you could definitely watch as a kid and be like, oh yeah, this is cute, this is fun, and then you watch it as an adult and you're like. Some pretty heavy stuff that they're dealing. Yeah, with. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it wasn't quite like that, but just you know, right? Yes. So the sound was the soundtrack was like I said the next thing I was going to talk about because mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved well, and I think every and piece of it. Like we said, like I think both those things, the animation and the music, both work really, really well together. Yeah. Like, and I think the animation by itself is good, and I think the music by itself is good, but together it really like. Like you, like well, like you were saying, it sets the mood for everything. 
Um, it helps propel the movie forward. When a new character comes on screen or a recurring character and it switches, like you automatically are in like that person's shoes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's pretty much what I've got on spoiler free stuff was uh, what we kind of talked about with all the Spider-Man stuff. And then um, it kind of tying back to the old Spider-Man and then the animation style and how that's revolutionary and, yes. and different and perfect for this movie. And then the music kind of fitting in that and just um, kind of us talking about what we liked. Yeah. Um, and not really too much of what we just like, but we're trying to say spoiler free. So if you haven't seen it, um, I go see it. I highly recommend yes. this. It's pretty much every age group. You can, mm-hmm. wa- you can have a seven year old kid who, you know, maybe likes Spider-Man as the comics or, Tobey Maguire movies or, or whatever. Maybe they watch the '60s and yeah, series. yeah. Even if they've watched the '69 <laughs> animated series, um, this is a movie for them. And then it's also a movie for you if you're if you're 45 or like yeah. us if you're in your mid 20s. I mean, it it fits. Like it's it's just a a, a solid animated movie that uh, is kind of ageless. It, it yeah. can kind of fit with anybody. So Definitely. Trevor just said he recommended it. Uh, I recommend it for pretty much anybody. Um, like some of the movies we've gone through, sometimes I, I limit it to an age group, but this is really for anybody. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, for so, some weird reason, Netflix yeah. has it. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, it's Sony. So that, oh, that kind of okay, makes okay. sense. And yeah. so if you have Netflix, I would 100% say watch it before it takes. That's it's right. getting taken off Go Netflix. get that free trial. Um, Just watch it right now. But even if at some re- you watch this later and it's not on Netflix anymore... I would buy it. Like it, this is a movie worth buying. You Definitely. can go back and watch this multiple times, and it's it's not only a good movie, but it's fun to watch. And it's a breeze. Like yeah, we watched it. Uh, I watched it with Whitney, and I it felt like half an hour. Yeah, like it moved, and it wasn't like a bad fast. It just it was like the pace keeps up, and it's yeah. really exciting. And, and it I hits check- a lot of different moods, and so like yeah. it doesn't feel like you're oh action one hundred percent of the time. Exactly. Like, it's kind of moving and you develop characters while also progressing the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, Everything I totally has meaning. Like yeah. there's always, there's not really anything you can skip. It also doesn't feel very, like it doesn't feel con- like congested. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes on a movie, like you feel like you're only watching what is integral to the main plot. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. And sometimes I get in a bad habit of like when, when I'm watching a movie or like, you know, somebody wants to watch a movie. I'm like, gosh, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm like, I get in a bad habit of like thinking, okay, so like here's the main, like we just got hit to this part and then this part and then the yeah. movie's over. I don't feel that way when I oh, watch this. Yeah. Um, it's fair. I'm very much captivated by all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the soundtrack has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And obviously the animation as well, <laughs> but uh, the soundtrack is, is very fun during yes. a lot of the movie. And so you find yourself just kind of having fun with some of it. And yeah. so, when you hit those sad parts that you're like, oh, this is There's a- this is a heavy part of the movie, but then it, it follows it up with a fun a fun moment, and so you're like, oh, okay, I'm back, I'm up, I'm like, well, and even they have some fun moments with the and uh, I don't I don't know if this is necessarily a spoilery thing, but there's a moment where. Miles Morales, like the music has some funny moments. Like there's a moment where Miles Morales is going to get, he thinks he's going to get trained and they're on their way to like do a mission or something and get trained. And like this really hip remake of St. Elmo's fire, um, comes on. And la- and when I was watching it the other day, I was like, Oh, 
I forgot this was even in the movie. <laughs> and then it's only placed like 30 seconds and it abruptly cuts off. And he's like, no, you're not getting trained. What are you, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just little fun things like that. They're just like, I, I know that I've heard that before and I probably thought the same thing, but like it was still captivated me, you know, and yeah. it was good. Yeah. And it doesn't spend too much time with the before Miles Morales mm-hmm. is Spider-Man enough where you get to know him mm-hmm. and then, you know, kind of. It, it kind of hits it off pretty fast. Yeah. Like, it's not a slow burn start. And so, anyways, it, like, we started this little mini conversation because I was saying that it's a movie you can rewatch. Absolutely. And so, if you have to buy it, this is not a bad buy. No. Like it's, huh? I think it's probably like 15 bucks, like and that, that's yeah. totally worth it. If you find it on sale at some point, if you're wishing, what, or listening to this later, it's going to be probably less than 10 bucks. That's right. And it's 100% worth it. I Absolutely. Mean, um, I'm sad that I missed out on the steelbook of it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I am a steelbook. You're a steelbook I, guy. I like that's me, right. I, I do like a steelbook. A good steel book, and I actually didn't know what those were until I met you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I try to only buy steel books of movies that I really enjoy. Now mm-hmm. I used to just buy any I could find, but I realized that there are thousands of them, <laughs> and so I need to stick with the ones I really like. And this is one that I really wish I would have gotten. Yeah, and I didn't. At least I think well, I had a steel book. Of it. Hang in there, little buddy. But I'm sure you'll find one one day. Well, they they upcharge pretty bad, like really bad. You can buy them for thirty bucks or thirty five dollars new, and they end up being like seventy bucks resale. So I usually don't do the resale, but nonetheless, well, right. <laughs> it's it's definitely one to buy. Um, I do have it digitally, so I was willing to spend the money because it wasn't on Netflix yet. Right. It, I I didn't get the steel book, so I went ahead and was like, "Well, I want to watch it." So I bought the steel book. <laughs> I want to watch this I watched, right now. <laughs> I watched the digital, or I bought the digital of it. So right. it's it's definitely worth it. So. Um, you're yeah. kind of with this podcast thing you're doing you're kind of converting me a little bit because i i have now bought two movies on digital which i am a definitely a, like a physical copy guy i used to and too. yeah and then like when we did whiplash uh-huh. uh i couldn't find it anywhere and so it was, yeah. but it was on digital and uh-huh. then uh there was another movie recently and i was kind of like well i guess I'll, like it, i just have i just buy it right now on itunes or whatever yeah. so i might as well just do that i was a hundred percent physical until i was moving and then and you're like, like, what do I have all these boxes for? I just have boxes, <laughs> and I have to store them. Yeah. And I'm like, but I they have... Look, they look so good on your shelf, though. But not when you have too many. Eh, debatable. Well, I have over 400 digital movies. And so if I had those in physicals, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, I literally would not have space for them. But you'd, you, the, the walls would be covered in here. Your studio would look so good. The walls would be covered. <laughs> Tristan would not like it, and I kind of like a. I guess we have different decor tastes. Yeah, I kind of, I, I I like being able to showcase like that, but at the same time, I also like a little more minimalist kind of space, and so it's it's hard for me to kind of juggle that because I like both, <laughs> and so I decided to go with. I kind of want to collect steelbooks of them so I can still have some. Sure, but they're more of collectible ish. Uh, movies and I'll buy the rest digitally. So I usually don't buy them unless they're a lot cheaper. Like right. if I have a digital copy, it's gonna be fifteen bucks, but I can find find it used for four ninety nine. I'm gonna go buy the four ninety nine version of it, of course. So I got you. That's usually what I end up doing. But I'm glad I've converted somebody to the uh, digital a little bit. It's taking a while. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna stick, <laughs> but we'll see. 
Times are changing. The times. You got to change it with them. Uh, the times, they are Stop. Changing. Nope, stop. No Bob Dylan? <laughs> nope, stop. Nope. I, I just, sing about as good I as just a, don't want to hear you singing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm about as good a singer as Bob Dylan. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> as true as that may be. <laughs> That's fair. I'm a terrible singer. So if you uh, somehow made it this far in this, uh, this episode after that rant, um, <laughs> we're going to go take a short break. Um, and so uh, we'll get into spoilers after that. And um, so I think you got both of our recommends. If you haven't watched it yet, it's definitely a must watch. Definitely go see if you can on Netflix or if it's already off Netflix, go buy it. But um, just after this break, it was on Netflix two days ago. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you come here later to, to watch this review, then you can uh, you might have to buy it. But nonetheless, we will get into spoilers right after this break. All right, and we are back uh, after that short little ad. And so this is your last chance to turn off the podcast if you have not um, seen the movie yet because we are going to be getting into spoilers. And so um, starting with the spoiler talk, there's not really a lot to talk about other than what we've talked about before, but I think one of um, the big things is the actual uh, additions of the other Spider-Mans that they bring into the movie. Well, and the death of Peter Parker. Oh yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that is kind of a big thing because Peter Parker is always Spider Man. There is no death. That's Peter right. Peter Parker never dies in any of the other movies. So that's that's fair. Yeah. Um. So I guess we can talk about that for a little bit. I mean, it's not a whole lot. Of time. I I like that they did it. Yeah. I think I think I mean it's a good and soon. Yeah, it's like it's something like the first five or ten minutes, if that. Yeah. And I think it's a good like it's a good Kickstarter to like. The rest, the the rest of the chain of events that's going to happen, yeah, and shows the power of Kingpin. Oh, absolutely! Who, who, by the way, is amazing, and I yeah. love his design. I love his like very much like cunning. He's very much like both cunning gangster and just like monster of a man in this. Yeah, and everything that he's doing is because of his family, his love for his family. Yeah, and yes. so like it does kind of make you kind of feel. Yeah, it's, there's, just, there's some sympathy there. Yeah, but not a whole lot because the whole entire reason why his family left is because he was trying to kill Spider-Man in the first right. place. So, and like, then, you have a little sympathy, but you're also like, well, this is more your fault than it is Spider-Man. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I do like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I loved... Uh, I, I really enjoyed Kingpin in this movie and that Kingpin wasn't the only villain they had. Right. Just like Peter Parker wasn't the only Spider-Man and Miles Morales wasn't the only Spider-Man, but well, they you, had more villains as well. Like... Doc Ock. Do you want to do Spider-Man and then villains? Talk Spider, the different Spider-Man, and then talk different villains, or vice versa? Or? It doesn't. It, it, sure, we can we can talk about the different Spider-Mans, I guess, before we get into the villains. Because do you have a favorite of the Spider-Mans? Mm-hmm. Oh, it has to be Nicholas Cage. Noir. Absolutely, I'm so it has glad to be. Yeah, yes, there's, right. there's no other answer. <laughs> I mean, I think my real answer would be Miles. Miles, Morales, yeah, of course. Because but not only was like. He the main character, but he was also extremely fun to watch when he finally hits his Spider-Man stride. Absolutely. He Which, was real quick. The powers we were talking about. I think we mentioned some about how he's the best because yeah. he can he has that like electricity and invisibility and invis- yeah, which but you take that away and he was still he's still got the same powers as Peter but, Parker, but like better. Yeah, like he his movement 
was just in like so much fun to watch. Oh like, yeah, that scene where he's jumping off the skyscraper and mm-hmm. like he's finally letting himself be Spider Man. And they talk about it how you have to like. And that's when what a manger is playing. A, by the way. A, yeah, a, a leap of faith. <laughs> yes. You have to take that leap of faith. He yes. finally takes that leap of faith, and then he is like outstanding after exactly. that. Exactly. He's so much fun to watch. And so I would say he's pro- he is my favorite. Yeah. But it's not, and it's, it's fun to watch. I think not just because it's like, oh, he's immediately fantastic. I keep snapping a lot. I'm sorry, I'm snapping so much. That's right. It's not like he's immediately fantastic because there is a part where like, oh yeah, he, he just can't do it. He yeah, where like he swings too low and has to run on the streets and things like that, and he like misses a jump or some yeah. like a couple times. And then but, even after he does like make it. He mm-hmm. still makes mistakes. Yeah, like he can't beat Kingpin. Right, effort like at the beginning. Right, well, not at the beginning, but like. And the way he does beat him is he kind of tricks him, if yeah, I remember. And right. uses the electricity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is like, even though he finally does hit it, he's still not perfect. See, now you're snapping. Yeah. Well, I'm snapping <laughs> a little bit earlier, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Like, it wasn't just a 15 minutes in Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yes. Like, it, it, it showed the development of, of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, well, it does that pretty much in every Spider-Man, yeah. a little bit, so. But Nick Cage is fantastic, and the design of him, I, well, the design of all of them. So, re- real quick, so Nick Cage is all black and white, because he's from, like, a 1930s a era New York. Yeah, yeah. A noir New York. And then... uh. Penny Parker is the anime Spider-Man and uh-huh. she's like in an anime style with her robot. And even when she like gears up to do stuff, like the scene changes and she like flies uh-huh. through the air, even though she's yeah. in like a hallway and stuff like yeah. that. And then Piggy. Yes. Is it Piggy Parker or? I think it's Peter, Peter Porker. Peter I think Porker. is what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. Probably, yeah that sounds about Peter, right. I, and I love when they're doing the like, let's start at the beginning thing and then they all say spider but he says pig Pig? yeah (laughs) it's so a radioactive pig (laughs) and did you notice that when he was in his own world he was eating a hot dog before yes (laughs) (laughs) um did you notice that his his snout is what the spider-man eyes are and they like change yes ah that's freaky for me to watch i don't know why it's like he's got four eyes or something like that yeah and so and then there's of course spider gwen spider gwen yeah which is kind of the same animation as uh as miles and peter b parker yeah who's from like alternate an alternate peter parker a real sad depressed overweight peter yeah Parker. <laughs> which i like that i do too nick, yeah it kind of burnt out things didn't of, go right i can't think of his actual name but he's nick miller from new girl and yeah so yeah I, I i guess i could probably look it out if i wasn't so lazy but yeah um and that, the spider gwen part was one of my favorites mm-hmm. is because well spider i guess gwen and miles morales had such a authentic real like good connection yeah that the end of the movie was almost sour because they had to leave yeah like they didn't get to continue their relationship which well and they kind of do there's that moment at the end where the portal opens or apparently allegedly the portal opens up and she says hey you got a minute or something like that yeah but uh um i get so i think i spoke too soon while they they look similar animation style her city is a lot more like light blues and pinks whereas like the new york that miles is from is a lot more like black and reds kind of oh that's cool i just that just hit me that's like their colors 
like Spider Gwen's suit is white and pink, and my oh, that's <laughs> cool. This movie is too good, man. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine is in this. That's Spider. That's Spider Man B's actor's name. Jake oh, Johnson. I got you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I had to say it because I <laughs> I felt bad not giving Jake Johnson the credit. Right, just calling him Nick Miller. It's Jake Johnson. <laughs> but carry on. Oh yeah, I, I was just saying Spider Man. He's in the end credit or the post credit scene though. Um, which was is for who I think is from the game Spider Man Edge of Time. Did you ever play that? No, I played it a little bit, but I, I think it was mainly for PlayStation, which I didn't own. So I, hmm. I either watched somebody play PlayStation it three, two, okay. three, something like that. I played the Spider Man one and two on P- PlayStation two. And that was it. Oh, it's a di- it's a different. It's not in that like. Hmm. It's not based Spider-Man off a movie. It's an original the, game, like the one that just gotcha. came out. But. Spider-Man 2 is one of the best video games in PS2 era. That's what I've heard. It's was really good. Before, That's not the one with the meme where MJ is on the bomb or something. And if, if you like miss a button prompting you die and Mary Jane's like, I'm going to die. And that the thing blows up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't well, now think I feel like so. an idiot. I'm going to show you that later. I don't think so, <laughs> but it very, I mean, every game has its uh, meme moment. So maybe that was Spider-Man 2's version, but Spider-Man 2 had like the best, like free action spider parts of like, you had so many options. Yeah. Of what yeah. you could do. And you could level up your your character to be able to do different kind of web swings and and different kind of ties up and stuff, and so it was it was a lot of fun to play because it was a completely open New York. I got gotcha. you. Like you you could literally swing around all of New York as long as you wanted, like completely open world, and you could level up your Spider. Oh, this and stuff. is from the Spider Man Three game. Ah, that's that makes sense because <laughs> Spider Man Three is terrible, so the Spider Man Three game has to be just equally as terrible. This is only five seconds, so I'm going to show you, and okay. hopefully it can pick up on the audio. Oh, that looks atrocious. It's horrible. It's but it's so good. That. Yes, I have seen this meme, <laughs> and it literally looks like it's rendering on a like. Imagine somebody who it's just so good started ma- <laughs> like animating two weeks before. Mm-hmm. That looks like they just animated that scene. Right, like it looks atrocious. Yes, like, I, I as somebody who's supposed to be telling you through audio what that looks like, I can't describe it <laughs> it's as horrible as what it is and hopefully you've already seen it so you can kind of tell but and the, if you haven't just go into youtube and mary, look up mary jane, mary jane is the grossest thing i've ever seen in my life and mary jane in every movie has been a, a semi-attractive to attractive and that is right, terrible right. yeah if you want to see it for yourself just look up mary jane i'm going to die in youtube and it should be the first video that pops up <laughs> That was terrible. I anyway, wish I had not seen that. Sorry, I didn't mean to detract so hard. I had seen that before, but it was not in my memory. So well, I'm, I'm now I mad it that it you. is in my recent memory. Yes. Um, uh, I think that's all the Spider-Man, though. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. The, the Oh, the moment between Peter B. Parker and uh, Aunt May is really sweet. When, when oh. he's like... Oh, Aunt May, and she says you're not my Peter, but like she like yeah. understands the situation. And that's very. I thought that was very well done. I thought the uh, Aunt May and uh, or not Aunt May, Peter Parker B and 
Mary Jane when he gets back to his own reality. <laughs> oh yes, was much sweeter. Oh yeah, that is good. That's a good moment too. Because yeah. I was I was happy for him to finally yeah. be able to confront his issues and problems and get and he past has that like super awkward interaction with Mary Jane. Which by that, the way which was funny. But have you heard the fan theory that Mary Jane like was a part of Peter's death in this movie? No. Well, because she's like, why is she at Kingpin's dinner? It was she, a tribute to Spider-Man. By, King, by the guy that murdered her but husband? nobody knows that. But she would know that. Nobody knows that but Miles. Um, Miles is the only one there. Nobody knows that but Miles. And Peter Parker doesn't share his evil doings with people. He was tracking them down, but he doesn't share that. Yeah. Huh. And so oh, no. K- Kingpin was doing a tribute to... Yeah. To, and I guess if Kingpin's like just this mafia put together business guy, she wouldn't know any different. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. And well, it could be true, but I. Well, just, I don't think that was what was meant oh, okay. to happen. But that, like I said, it's just a fan theory. Fan theory. Yeah. I, I definitely just saw it as Kingpin was throwing this tribute to Spider Man, even though he despised him. Mm-hmm. He was doing it to, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. He, well, it's he, was a, he was a big figurehead and. And. It's not New York, but... No, it's New York. Yeah, Yeah. in New York, so he wanted to... I mean, he has to play his part. Yes. And he has to do what he has to do, and that's why everyone was dressed up as Spider-Man, because Mm -hmm. they were... It was kind of a tribute to him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I I don't agree. I haven't (laughs) seen that theory before, but... Uh, So before we get to villain stuff, uh, the Spider-Man 2099, uh, (laughs) like, speaking of meme material, like... It, when it does the pointing, the Spider-Man point thing from your favorite TV show of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was funny that he goes back and they do the the, the point thing. Wait, does it? I do not remember that at all. What? How did you watch this movie and not see that part? I literally have no recollection. Anyway, well, I'll tell you guys this then. <laughs> uh, no, at the end. So you see Spider-Man 2099 in, in Nueva York. Um, and I think his name's Miguel. Uh, and he's got like an AI that helps him and stuff. But he goes back in time, or not back in time, but he jumps dimensions to the 60s TV show Spider-Man era. Is this like post-credits? Yeah. Oh, that's why. And they're like... I may not have seen post-credits. I'm sorry. And they recreate the meme where Spider-Man's pointing at himself or whatever. And he's like, why are you pointing me? Stop pointing. And it's just, it's just a stupid little gotcha. thing. But anyway, it's... Well, now we're going to have to watch that after we're done with this. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see it. <laughs> well, I, like I said, Tristan was... Uh, Oh, asleep. That's right. <laughs> and so we maybe we left before the post credits. There you go. Kind of hit. Or like this movie's been out for ten months or so. It's been out for a while. Oh yeah. No, it, was it only came out. What? It was 2018. Oh, okay, okay. So that was a, a couple years over ago. a year ago. Yeah. And so maybe I watched the end credits scene and just forgot about it because I didn't see the end credits scene. Well, over, you forgot about Mary Jane's "I'm Going to Die." So her what? You forgot about it again. The thing I just showed you. <laughs> Oh, the Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that wasn't in the movie that I watched. That was a video game that I uh, had not played, but a meme I have seen a couple times, I yeah. will admit. Um, so, villains. But, all but great. on the Spider-Mans. Yeah. Oh, yes. The noir is the best. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Miles Morales, yes. the best, quote-unquote. But 
obviously Nick. Well, it's his movie, so obviously he's. Yeah, the, but, yeah. but Nick Cage as <laughs> Noir Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. was just the most fantastic thing they could have done and for again, a Spider-Verse. And again, if you have, if you're listening to this anyway without having seen the movie, first of all, stop and go see the movie. But yeah. the first line he has is they're in a basement, basically, and he's like up on a rope or something, and yeah. his trench coat is blowing, and they go. How is How's the? It, yeah. There's no wind. We're he in the goes, basement. And he says, "Wherever I go, the wind follows." <laughs> uh, it's so good. <laughs> Literally, that first line, I was like, "That's Nick Cage." Yeah, that that, that the, they they have Nick Cage in an animated <laughs> Spider-Man. They movie. brought him out of hiding. What to is come this? Be Spider-Man. <laughs> this is the greatest movie ever. That was the that was what was running through my mind. I was like, "This this is fantastic. This is this is the greatest movie ever." They I have Nick it. Cage <laughs> in a Spider-Man movie, and not like Nick Cage as in like cringy Nick Cage, but no, like Nick like, Cage as in like good Nick Cage. Right? Yes. Because <laughs> like, there's definitely a hit or miss with Nick Cage, and he was good. And yes. so that's what made it even better. Yes. And his whole entire bit with the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik's Cube, Cube yeah. because fantastic. I don't know what Tristan, this is, but I'm taking it with me. Well, and Tristan <laughs> was like, I don't get it. Because he was like, is this purple? Oh, right. Yeah. He can't see his, color. Because his universe is black, black and white. And white. Yeah. He can't see color. <laughs> that's and right. So, and then he figures it out at the end. Yeah. Which, which is, is also better. great. Yeah. And so just that whole bit was just... I was cracking up. I'm cracking up thinking about it. It was just a, a fantastic so bit and, and a great little addition. And so each small character had like their own great. Yes. And Nick Mullaney was the pig. John Mullaney. John Mullaney. I yeah. always say Nick Mullaney. Well, but you're on Nick Cage. I know. Just no, about it. And Nick Miller. <laughs> There's too many Nicks, even though one of them's not the actor's name. Um, but yes, John Mullaney, which I love his comedy. And the first time I had watched the movie, I hadn't seen his comedy yet. Oh, and then really? Since then, I'd seen his comedy. It's very good. Yeah. And then I like we watched it again the second time. And I was like, "That's John Mulaney. We love it. This guy's great." And then like each each time he was in there, it was it, it just all and, the secondary and like yes, and all his lines are very like. And what's also cool is that all of them have their own like persona from just because they're all from different universes, like and their own art styles, which I think we yes. talked about, which was all great because like. Peter Porker's pulling like hammers out of his pocket and drops an anvil on on people and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you notice whenever they plug up the the like engine, the the dimension engine thing at the end? Yeah. The anvil is the yeah. last thing. To yeah. Hit. I didn't notice that until oh, this last time know. I watched it. And I cracked up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they were all just, um, yeah. Each edition, each Spider-Man edition was was great yes, and I hearing agree. their backstories mm-hmm. and how funny they were and yes. then and that um, whole way they did that where they were like let's do this one more time and it, they show it like a comic book goes on the table kind yeah. of thing that's I, I thought that was very cool yeah and then how it almost like shuns miles for not being there yet mm-hmm. was like a cool character and they beat point. the crap out of him for no reason <laughs> <laughs> there's like oh have you ever fought before uh no <laughs> take <Yeah>. that <laughs> That's Which, such an awkward like I even, that okay so that's the one part of this movie where I'm like what is happening um, and I know that they're trying to like toughen him up or be like no, this trying, is what it's like they're trying to sh- they're trying to show him that he's not ready because if if he's saying that he can do this thing mm-hmm. and if he doesn't do this thing none of them go back to their real oh, world none of them go home yeah and if none and of they them die go a home, horrible glitching death yes <laughs> I think that's why they're being so harsh yeah is because they're like. They know 
if like he's saying he can do it, but he hasn't been Spider Man. Like he, right. he isn't Spider Man yet. He right. is just in his beginning stages, and they all know it takes time. It takes practice. It takes that leap of faith, which they talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I got that spot, but. Well, I can see why it's now weird. I will oh. forever, forever when I watch this movie, I'll hear your words echoing through <laughs> my head. Yeah. So maybe if you didn't get it, you just have to hear my words. I guess. <laughs> That's no. right. Um, I, I, I got it was sad to see, though. Like, it was a very sad moment because it's like this guy is trying like his kid. He's a kid. He's yeah. literally a kid. Yeah. He's, and he's like a trying, freshman in high school. He's or, trying or something very like that. hard to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Like he he's. Like like all Spider-Mans, he doesn't... It sprung upon him out of Just nowhere. Just like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, he struggles. Yeah. And he's not even a senior in college yet. That's or right. a senior or in high school yet. Whatever he is. He's, yeah, like, like you said, a freshman yeah. in high school. So, yeah, I guess we can go to villains here. Because um, I think I, I solidified my fact that Nicolas Cage is the greatest <laughs> Spider-Man of all time. Do you have a great... You have a favorite villain in this? Well, first of all, they're all designed fantastic. Yes, uh, it's it's Scorpion, Doc Ock, Lady yeah. Doc Ock is yes. in it. Uh, Prowler is in it. Uncle Aaron, yeah. Kingpin, and then the shooty guy, Tombstone. Tombstone is that yeah. his name? Uh-huh. I, I didn't know who he was before. I don't think it, they ever say it. Yeah, I think okay. yeah. He hasn't been in any other movies. That's why I didn't. Right. Like I said, I I don't read comics, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Doc Ock by far. I was blindsided when she when they're in the when they're in the the office building where yeah. she works, and he's she she's got him like tied up or something on the chair, and he's just going with it. And then he goes, "What's your name again?" And she goes, "Oh, Lydia or Olivia Octavius." I was like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> and the reason why I love it is because the same reason why I love I love Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. It's a way that they they didn't just say, oh, this is Doc Ock. Oh, Green Goblin is in this also. Sorry, go ahead. Wait, he is? Yeah, he's a big dragon-looking thing at the beginning. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, But it's the same reason why I love Doc Ock is the reason why I love Miles Morales in this movie. Not maybe exactly the same, but similar is because they didn't just decide to say, oh, this is Doc Ock, but it's a female. Mm -hmm. This is Doc Ock's daughter, and like she's, oh. she's taking on like she's a same similar person where she's an extremely smart person. She's progressing mm-hmm. and carrying on Doc Ock's yes um, legacy. Yes, and she's amazing. And, and so I love that aspect of it. And she's just I mean, she's a cool character nonetheless. But yes. I I like that they didn't just say, oh, you know that Doc Ock that you love. In Spider-Man 2, which is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Absolutely. Well, now it's a female, and now it's, you know. Right. There was story to it and progression. There was a purpose. There was yes, a reason. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I love when, I, I, I love it when movies can make something progressive and change and, and create new characters yes. that are diverse and without speaking, making, you know, overshadowing what's already been in the past. I, right. I want progression. I want things to be more diverse and this is the way to do it. And it was, I, that's why yes. I love that character so much. I love Kingpin. I think he was great. But, like on, we but he is, about, but I mean, Doc he is was, still traditional Kingpin. Yeah. She is not. Yeah. And Do- like I, every moment that Doc Ock was in it, she was so much fun to watch. And she commands the screen. Like exactly. anytime she, like whenever, exactly. uh, Whenever Kingpin is on the on the thing and he's like, what, there's two Spider-Men now? And she she's like three, actually, or something like that. It's Yeah, and she's it's, choking it, out Tombstone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the movement when she, because like 
something that I really I, I, I really like about Dr. Octopus that I don't feel like we got as much into, and maybe I just haven't watched it in a long time. Sure. But there's a lot of times where she is just like standing still and she's like menacingly like putting her fingers together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the arms are just like going nuts, like crawling yeah. her along and stuff like that. I like that when yeah. they're doing it's kind of like it's doing all the work and she's just chilling. Well, that's also a difference between Doc Ock and this new character mm-hmm. is Doc Ock wasn't necessarily a bad person who was trying to do bad things. He yeah. was being controlled by by the, the arms yes, or whatever. Whereas this new character like is going off of what hit her father did, mm-hmm. but not knowing that that's like he was being controlled. And right. so she is who he was controlling, like controlled his controlled being. Yeah. Yeah. And so like he's, she's just as crazy as he was while he was being controlled, but yes. not actually being controlled. And yeah. I like that she is like so much more in control of, that being or that yes yeah the arms and or she has like eight arms as well it's not <laughs> just four and she's like so much more in control of it where it's almost effortlessly mm-hmm. yes uh i also like speaking of like kind of story building and back and backstory yeah. and things like that whenever they go oh the, the house fight scene where they where they all come <laughs> to aunt may's house is, yeah. is great well and all, all the fight scenes in this movie all the action sequences yeah. are fantastic I really like the house one though, and I like it because Aunt May is like not having any of it. She's yeah. like, if you're gonna fight, do it outside. And she and like don't. <laughs> hits Tombstone with a baseball bat or something. Yeah. And when she comes in, she call uh, earlier in the movie, uh, uh, Doctor Octopus says, "Oh, they say, uh, what do your friends call you? A do- or call you Doc Ock?" And she goes, "Actually, my friends call me Liv, but you can call me Doc or something like that." And then later, Aunt May calls her live hmm. which i was like oh like that's Aunt May knows her exactly yeah. yeah and not only knows her but apparently we're friends at one point mm. or maybe she says it just to be sarcastic and like get under yeah. her skin or something but yeah um good point yeah the relationship i don't mean to change sorry but no, like okay. the relationship between uncle aaron and miles uh to build up for him being the prowler and is also great i think and the not last time I watched Browler, this, but do what? Not only being brother, but dying. Exactly. Which yeah. Which is the well, and it, and origin story. Yes. And, and when Nick Cage said, or uh, Noir, man, that's some origin story or yeah. something like that. Um, I Watching it after the first time and seeing those chase, because there's a couple chase scenes where Prowler is like getting after Miles, like yeah. trying to kill him. Yeah. And the whole time you're thinking like, Oh, that's his uncle. Like trying to get it, you know? And I think it watching it in that light gives those chase sequences just so much different and more meaning, I think. Well, also the, the fight between miles and prowler when miles knows. Yes. Is very different for miles than it is for prowler. Yeah. When they're, uh, when he's in the apartment. Yeah. The house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and well, yes, and the, or he finds out at the apartment, and then he leaves, and then yeah. later when when Prowler shows up to the house, he knows that it's, it's yeah, his and they're Larry. and they're fighting at the end, and that's when he gets shot. Mm-hmm. But they're like legit fighting, and Miles is trying not to do stuff, right? Like he's not fighting back because he knows that's his, and uncle. it's not until like the like until he he's knows he doesn't have any options, and that's when he takes his mask off. Yeah, yeah. But also that scene, there's so much like layers to that scene. That's also when Kingpin. 
shoots Prowler because he hesitates. And Prowler, well, not hesitates. Prowler decides. Oh, he puts his hands up. Prowler decides everything I've done is not worth it because I've been trying to be a good person for Miles, be a good, you know, yeah. mentor. And me being Prowler and me doing this and me killing these people is <laughs> not the right thing. Right. And this is a bad influence on Miles and I need to be better for him. And so I think that's when he drops everything is like, this is this is not the right life for me. And yeah. then he gets shot. And yeah. he doesn't get the chance to redeem himself. Right. But I think I, I hope that Miles sees that. And you know also just hit me watching it this last time. Yeah. Was it you know, talking about parallel dimensions and stuff, it's not Uncle Ben that dies for his origin story, mm-hmm. it's Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And I was just like it was one of those it's just every time I watch this movie, there's more to it. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen it four or five times, maybe. Mm. But yeah, every single time there's just new yeah. stuff that I don't think about. Yeah. And and they and they say that with every every Spider Man has somebody else who dies. Mm-hmm. One has Uncle Ben. One has Uncle Benjamin. Gwen has uh, Peter. Yeah. Which, by the way, the animation seeing this like because Peter apparently in her dimension is the lizard, uh, that that um, villain or whatever. And when uh-huh. he turns back into Peter when he dies, he still has like scales all over his body. Mm-hmm. And it's like real subtle and they're shiny, but like I, that, like those little things about this animation yeah. where like they didn't have to do that, yeah. but they did, you know? Yeah. And how, um, in the amazing Spider-Man, Gwen's, uh, Gwen's father dies. Oh, okay. But in this one, Gwen, Spider Gwen saves, saves her dad, saves her dad, but can't save Peter Parker. Right, and so just for me, like just how they like the layers. Well, that's, of and, this movie, like yeah, every every story of these Spider people are completely different, but they're all so close. Well, and that's the cool thing about this the whole Spider Verse idea, I think. And uh, I have a friend that I've like totally talked to agree. about this is that they can basically do whatever they want. Like they could, and they can just, there's been a couple of times, I guess, in the comic books where they've like Peter Parker in like the dimension that the comic books are in dies. And then like another one from just like a slightly different dimension, like one thing is different. Like their son is orange or some, or red or something uh-huh. like that. He comes and he will be like, become the new, you know, cause the, it's infinite. Cause the, the, the multiverse, the multi spider verse is infinite and you can grab and well, make whoever and whatever you, you want. Multiverses. There are literally infinite amounts of them. Exactly. If, if you believe in multiverses, there, there doesn't the, the sun doesn't have to be orange. Right. One person has to make one different decision they've made in your universe, and that's a different multiverse. And right. So that Spider-Man can come to your universe, and they're the same exact. Yeah. What we're a saying person, is they can make these movies forever. Yes. <laughs> Technically, yes. Uh, I mean, I guess technically, I hope they don't. I hope they stay with some of the same characters because I love them. Right. Yes. But, yes, that is what I'm saying. It would be cool. I think something they could also do is, um, you know, this movie is about Miles, but they totally could make the next one and have like Spider Gwen be the main character, mm-hmm. or make one where they all go to the noir verse <laughs> yeah. and they're all colored and everything's <laughs> black and white, and they have to solve a murder mystery or something yeah. like that. You know, and yeah, speaking of that, I just the one thing that was really sad about this movie was the fact I, I think I touched on earlier was the fact that Miles and Spider Gwen developed that relationship, mm-hmm. and you like it, and so sadly, 
Yes. Um, they just yeah. now you did say that she, and I do remember that I was questioning whether or not it was Spider Gwen or not, but I believed it was. Mm-hmm. And how she says, "How you doing?" Yeah. yeah. Um, but like they they fit so well together mm-hmm. as a couple. And then, like, they build that up together, <laughs> and then it's just abruptly, like, well, yeah. not only can, like, she, she doesn't want to stay, mm-hmm. but she can't stay. Yeah. Like, even if she wanted to stay, yeah, she can't because she'll die. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that's why, of course, um, Nick Miller slash uh, Johnson's Spider-Man, Spider-Man B, can't stay, even though he wants to, is because... He'll yeah. die if he if he stays right. in this universe, which I think was a cool ending. I think of the of yeah, the movie and of, it, the speaking of like arc character arcs like Miles, Peter B. Parker has his own where it's very much like because the whole time he's saying, "I'll be the one that that destroys the machine. Everyone yeah. else can go back. I'll just stay here and die because yeah. like what do I have to live for? Home. Yeah. And then it's it's very powerful, and I think it shows like, uh, like this real this movie really is about Miles. Yeah. And I think it, it clinches that when uh, they get to the end and, and Peter is like, I'm not going, I'm not going to leave you. I still have like things I have to do here for you. And Miles does the little kick trip, yeah. grab by the shirt thing that he did earlier. And he's like, uh-huh. you got to go, man. Like, and then he get like you said, it's he gets that redemption arc. If he goes back to see Mary Jane, yeah. and it looks like they're gonna have a pleasant conversation yes. and maybe start uh, start rebuilding a Whether little bit. Whether they get remarried or not, they're 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 gonna develop they a have relationship. Hope. Yes, the movie gives us hope at yeah. the end. It gives us hope with everybody. And really, Except isn't that all we can Miles ask for? And, is just hope. Well, I guess they still give Miles and Gwen hope, but I, not enough for me. But well, there's no me hope personally. for noir Spider Man. Yes, there is. Oh, he's got the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, he, he figures it out. It. Yeah, he does. Now, what more hope do you want from Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I don't know, man. Finishing a Rubik's Cube, I've never done I it. I haven't but... done it yet, so... <laughs> and I can see the colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I know there's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, I do have to say the... Um, oh, you go first. Uh, Mulaney. Uh-huh. Or uh, Peter Piglet or Peter Porker. Peter Porker. <laughs> I'm gonna write these down for giving, you. Just like <laughs> giving the hammer to Miles for a It'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I and it, he I was, must have kept it because we don't see it again. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard yes. at that moment. And then he says that. Uh, legally ambiguous line of yeah. that's all folks before he goes back. And somebody says, can you legally say that? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, obviously like I was dying. I'm dying laughing. Just thinking <laughs> about it. That whole thing was so good. Yes. Um, the other ones were all good leaving, but I think the Peter Porker was the best. Yes. <laughs> it was just, uh, sorry, yeah, that that that's all I just had to say. That was oh, you're that, good, was, just, you're that was so funny. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, the Stan Lee cameo in this—that was in the first half of the movie, right? Yeah, where he sells he sells Miles the the like cost, yes, the Spider-Man yes, costume. Yeah. that's right. It's very sleazy and weird, like very like car salesman sleazy to me. Oh. 
and it it just feels weird. Mm. Like, and I know that it's it's supposed to be like a. I know that like after the movie came out, Pete, that was like a thing people were saying. He had already like, died, right? Huh? He had already died. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think because um, people were people were looking at it as like anyone can be the hero. It'll like that title will always fit you eventually. Like that's I, what people were getting from it. But just the way it's delivered. Mm-hmm. And like the whole interaction between them, I, every time I watch it, I'm just kind of like, uh, "What? What are you doing?" I honestly did not, didn't didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Well, both good. both times seeing it, I just breathe over it. Right. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was a guy at a store selling Spider-Man masks after wait, 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 Peter wait, Parker wait, died. Wait. You you. You didn't know it was Stanley? No, I did. Oh, you did? But I'm it saying just it, it just felt like a guy selling masks at like Oh, I got I get what you're saying. Okay, like, yes, yes. I knew it was Stan Lee, but I'm saying like it didn't feel like this guy's being sleazy trying to sell yeah. masks. It, it was just he was the character. Sure, that, sure. Yeah. I, but if I watch it again thinking about it, maybe I would well, see Well, now that. when I watch that uh scene where they just kick the crap out of mouse for no reason i'll hear your voice and when you watch that scene of <laughs> yeah. staley selling the costume so in other words you'll hear i made voice. the movie better for you and, and I made you it, made the movie worse for me which Thanks. really isn't that our whole whole relationship is <laughs> <laughs> no i'm I, i'm kidding i will probably next time i watch it i'll think about it more but yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't think about it uh, uh too much yeah yeah um because i i'm always expecting a stanley Mm-hmm. cameo right. and yeah. so i think i was just like oh hey there's and I, the, I wonder if maybe for me it was cameo. like because i didn't see it when, when it came out i wonder if for, for me because i that's what i remember seeing was that like the internet taking it and making it like this kind of uh glorified thing so gotcha. to speak and i saw it opening weekend so i didn't get yeah and so maybe i was like it. expecting it to be a little more like sincere and i didn't get that and so now that that's just what i feel maybe or something like that yeah that's you know that's I mean? fair yeah. yeah um I did have one more thing I wanted to say, sure. and then I'm done. I promise. But I, so I watched it with Whitney, yeah. And I was taking notes on my phone, just like little stuff I saw and everything, yeah. And I, uh, I really enjoy how like good of a guy Peter or I about said Peter's dad, Miles' dad is, yeah, uh, yeah. And when he when they're drive when he drives in the school, and he said and he stops at the stoplight and like Miles' friends see him. And he goes, don't cops run red lights? And he goes, oh, some do, but not your dad. I picked up my phone to write down. I think I wrote down, oh, dad is a really good guy. And as I was writing that down, Whitney was like, I love his dad. He's so good in this movie or something like that. And I was like, I'm writing that down right now. (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end, they have that moment where, and how do you not know that's your son? Yeah, like his voice what do you is. Mean? He was he was uh, lowering, lowering his voice. His, yeah, but he even like hugs him, and I'm like, would you not know what your son's hug feels like? Well, and the fact that he had just got done hanging up the phone and then immediately talked to right. His dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the first time watching, it, I figured he was just gonna say, like, "Oh, like I'm, I'm proud of you, Miles," or something like that. When he well, said no, it I thought that Miles was gonna say. I love you, Dad. Yeah, and so that he would know. Yes, like his son. Because his is, dad kind of is the is the voice of reason. Well, like, he's to get the anti Spider. To... Well, he's also the anti Spider Man throughout. Oh yeah, the majority of the movie. Yes. Um. 
And then at the end, there's some closure there where he's like, all right, Spider-Man. He, see, he, he watches him. Yeah. Spider-Man. Also, okay, this is one other thing oh, I have to say. Here we go. I'm so ready. Miles Morales' Spider-Man costume uh-huh. is dope. Fantastic. It's so good. Fantastic. Yes. I can't believe I made this far without talking about it. I know. I thought like, we already talked about it. That's why no. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> like, I loved it so much. Yes. I was expecting him to just... one Make it black like Spider-Man 3. Well, no... <laughs> Like they have the like, the thing that um, Stan Lee gives him. Yes, the yeah. the costume, the little part of like it. face mask yeah, thing. But then, yeah, but then when he goes down the basement before he goes to the end battle, you see him go down there, and I thought he was just gonna have like a standard Spider Man costume. Oh, I gotcha. But yeah. then the fact that he sp- spray or uh, he graffitis it. Because he's a graffiti artist. Yes, that's what he does. It was literally it. W- it was so perfect and like. Oh, and the what's cool? That, the fact that it still had red on the hands. That's what I was. It, I was literally about yeah, to say that. And then yes. it still like it looked like there were streaks in some spots, mm-hmm. and the 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 red like drippy paint of the spider mm-hmm. on the chest, like literally was was so perfect for his character. And yes. I, like I was so in love with it that a whole entire last fight scene of him being in that yes. reaction chamber and stuff. Just that his 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 costume was just was so amazing and that that elevated his character so much. Yes, because if he was in a normal Spider-Man costume, he would have felt like a normal Spider-Man. It, but he would have felt like Peter Parker, and, and he's, he's not. not Peter Parker. Exactly. Yes. And I can't believe we almost jumped over that oh, because man. I I would have never forgiven myself. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Yes. And yes. Um, and yeah. the, there's the bit. I know this isn't a, like associated with that costume, but he's there's the bit where he they get to the office or the like uh, Oct- Octavia's building, yeah, and he he's got the yellow cape on, and and Peter B. Parker's like, "Don't respect the costume, get that off." Spider Man yeah. doesn't wear a cape, kind of thing. And then he has the cape. There's a cape in the. Yeah, there yeah. is, isn't there? Oh my god, you forgot about that. <laughs> I did forget about that. Yes. Yeah, but I I just. How they how they did Miles Morales as his own Spider Man was it's just so, so perfect. Yes, and I, I I loved it so much. Down to his character, to the music, to his figuring out himself, to the mm-hmm. graffiti, to his costume, to his fighting style, to his movement. It was all great, and I loved it. And I am so happy how they did it. And I really, really, really want them to continue the Miles Morales. I um, hope so too. Yes, story in the animation style. Like I don't want a live action Miles Morales at this point. Now I know that they're doing the Spider Man Miles Morales PS4 uh, DLC. Oh, cool! And um, I will probably buy Spider Man and the DLC just to just to play that. I've wanted to buy it anyways because I love. Um, PS4 games, they usually do a pretty good job on PS4 exclusives. And I've heard this last Spider-Man. I haven't played it because, as you know, I'm not a Xbox, big Sony yeah. guy. But uh, I've heard it's really good as well. And so I do. Play oh, it you out. haven't played it either? No. Okay. Yes, I've heard it. I've heard it's very good. I've heard it's similar to the PS2 version, and that's why I want to get it. I've heard there's a lot of slow parts and some annoying parts. And that's why I kind of stood mm-hmm. off of it because they make you play Mary Jane, and there's some like. Oh, okay. They say there's like some really off pace stuff, hmm. and you know I'm pretty wary. I'm spending sixty dollars for games unless I'm like for sure on the game yeah. or for sure on I want to like I love this developer. Yes, and even if it's not the greatest game, like I want to support this indie 
group yes, or this. Absolutely. So I'm w- willing to spend the money on those kind of things, but it was Sony. So I was like, mm, mm. I'm not going to spend $60 if I don't know I'm going to love it. So, right. Yeah. So I didn't, but none, nonetheless, I, I plan on buying it because of, um, well, you buy much. it and I'll come over and watch you play it. How about that? <laughs> well, you still need to do it on the last of us. So, Oh, that's right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if you haven't listened to that episode, please do because it one was day. one of the greatest games. Like of me all personally, time. Uh, I don't listen to it yet. You and Liz. Well, no, you do not listen to it. Oh, I shouldn't have played it because I haven't played it yet. But if you've played it, please go listen to that episode because um, there's uh, a lot of depth that the Last of Us too. But nonetheless, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm so glad too. that we we're, we were able to talk about the uniform or the. Uh, the costume design for oh, yes, Ma- Miles Morales because last I night. almost <laughs> forgot about that and it was literally one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Like it was... And the reveal and he gets it, I mean, with like the reveal of it is during that whole big like leap of faith scene where he become he kind of becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. It's very good. Because he breaks loose of the Peter B. Parker's web thing mm-hmm. inside the chair after his dad pretty much cry to him about the fact that he lost his uncle or mm-hmm. well his brother but yeah, yeah. Miles Morales' uncle. uncle yeah and he breaks free and is like no I'm not I'm not gonna sit back anymore I'm gonna right I'm gonna be Spider-Man and, well, then, and his yeah. and un- the his aunt Aunt May she's well, waiting guess, for him <laughs> yeah in the I basement. guess it's not his aunt because that's Peter Barker's aunt right but it's just waiting like hmm, I knew you'd show up or whatever right um, but yeah, anyways, all that's that's great, and I'm glad we were able to talk about that. But before we get into our uh, rating of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, there has been a little new light in movie news, and we didn't do movie news at the beginning, so we're just going to do a, a short little snippet of movie news. M- Mulan is officially coming out. Oh, it has a release date. Beginning of September. That's like next month. Yes. Not in theaters. <gasps> But on Disney Plus. Bless my stars. But not free Disney Plus. You have to pay $29.99. What? Wait, hang on. Back up. So this subscription service Mm -hmm. that I already pay for wants me to pay more money to to watch this. (laughs) Oh, Disney, the money-making machine. And so, you know, I figure this is a great time to talk about it because you are a Disney person. Because if, Well, my wife is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because if you're a marital yes. situation. I am a Disney person by default. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm a Disney person just because of uh, Star Wars. So, um, <laughs> Well, I guess in that case, I am also a Disney <laughs> And so uh, Basically, that's if you, our movie if you news. like anything ever that's created now, incorporated you're a Disney, Disney person. <laughs> and so I had to at least talk about it because... Um. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine for 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 Mulan. Now, I I do get it because they got it. I mean, I was gonna say they got to make money somehow, but you've got to make money off of it. And there's you you can't do a theatrical release right now. You just can't. Well, and I guess I don't know if you saw it or even cared for it, but uh, Winnie and I rented Trolls two the day it came out, and it was twenty bucks. I guess. Yeah. However, when we did it. A few when, a few months later, when it was like a month out from the from the yeah. DVD release, we got a, a email that was like, "Hey, since you like helped this movie make so much or whatever, we'll give you like half the money you paid back." Oh. So we paid twenty dollars to get it for forty eight hours, 
And then a few months later, we got that email and got $10 back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which was super dope. That's really cool. And then, and oh, and then not only that, we didn't sorry. Get, we didn't get that for Scoob. Let me, let me back up. You could buy it for $20 early. And since you watched it or since you like saw it, when it uh-huh. came out, they took twenty. They took ten dollars off of it. Oh, okay, they didn't give you ten dollars back. back. They gave a, a fifty gave percent you... discount if gotcha. you wanted to buy it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Which is still like, yeah, that's a very good marketing strategy. No, I no, think. it is. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know how you feel about like, this first your hearing of it, but but the Mulan mm-hmm. thing. Um. I like it for the fact that I finally get to watch something new that I'm excited about mm-hmm. because there hasn't been a lot in the past four months that I'm excited to watch because mm-hmm. Mulan has been the one thing. That well, I, like, and all the movies that were like people were excited to see push are back. pushed back, but all the movies that like I've never heard of yeah. <laughs> still came out. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Mulan, Tenet, um, Fury, uh, the new Fast and Furious movie, mm-hmm. uh, the new Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, movie. A Quiet Place Part Two, A Quiet Place Part Two. In the Heights was supposed to come out. The the movie In the Heights was supposed to come out. This that is summer. out already. You can watch that one. What? Yeah, it's on digital. What? <laughs> they, I have to go right yeah. now. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one's the same as Trolls. You can watch it at uh, in theaters at home. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Then huh? I guess. Well, there Crap. you go. I'm so um, out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? If you watch it. At least let us come over so we can all watch it together. Okay. Because I am semi-interested in it. Fun fact. And I'm just going to I'm gonna plug myself a little bit. Sure. Uh, here in Wichita, we did it last summer. We did the musical. Oh, and we okay. get a uh, music theater Wichita did. And we got, we had quite, that was the biggest cast of people that came to Wichita to be in that production that mm. had been on Broadway as well. Mm. And I played in that pit. Mm. And so that was my first uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Or, yeah, Lin Lin Manuel Miranda, um, show, and it was very it was very exciting, very fun, and I'm very excited. I was very excited for the movie, and yeah. I can't believe I somehow missed Miss- the fact <laughs> that it came out on digital. It is in fact on digital. Jeez, oh, yes, we'll call you. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, have, we'll make a we'll make an evening out of it. Yeah, and so that's actually why I'm excited. That they're at least putting it on digital rather than just pushing it back until February of next year. Right. Because as much as I don't want to spend $30 to watch a movie, like, I will watch it. Tristan will watch it. You will watch it. And you it. might get it Wendy for a will week watch it. or something like that. Uh, Corey will watch it. Like, our whole family is willing to watch Mulan. Yeah. And so all we have to do is say, hey, let's all get together on Saturday We'll spend 30 bucks. We can all watch this movie and we've all watched it. Whereas how much would that have, would have cost if we went to the theaters? Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Look at and that so, face. <laughs> yeah. And so I totally understand. There's a lot of like backlash to the fact that Disney plus is spending or making us spend $30 to rent this movie. But everyone who watches this movie is not going to be by. Themselves. And if you did take a whole, cause it is, a, I mean, people are going to take their kids. And if you let, if you have two, even two kids, it's worth and it. and tickets are ten bucks a pop. That's yeah. forty five bucks you're yeah. spending on going to the theater. Yeah, and then you're buying popcorn and you're buying beverages Ex- and then you're buying hot dogs and nachos e- and whatever exactly. else they sell at the theater. Exactly, and that's why I think it, like it's it doesn't feel good that you're spec the fact that you're having to spend thirty dollars to watch 
a movie at home. But, but now like, that I thought about it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and so for for a lot of the movies that have come out during COVID mm-hmm. that have made us watch movies in theaters, like um, Trolls Scoop, World Tour, <laughs> Trolls, uh, King of Staten Island, mm-hmm. um, Bloodshot, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know enough people that want to watch that movie that are willing to come over and uh, split the money to spend $20. Yes. Hunt is another one that I want to watch in theaters, but couldn't do it. And so those movies, I haven't had enough friends that wanted to come over to watch those movies, mm-hmm. except for Scoob, because uh, our parents and Trent came over and watched it. And so, But all yeah. the other ones, I haven't been able to watch because not enough people are interested. So. Right. It would have been Tristan and I spending $20 to watch a movie. And really, I'm interested in it, and Tristan's not. Yeah. And so we're spending $20 on a movie that I'm interested in, but Tristan's not. Yeah. And so it's not cost-effective. Yeah. Right. But with a movie as big as this, I can find people who are willing to watch Mulan. Yeah. And say, oh, I had to spend $4? Okay, I'll I'll give you $4 to watch this movie because yeah. 10 of us are watching it together. Right. <laughs> and so as as weird as it sounds, I think... I think this is a good move for for Disney because um the initial reaction is I just spent thirty dollars right I already have this subscription, but if they just put it on Disney plus they're not gonna make any they're gonna lose money right and they're not gonna be able to do future movies like this because yeah. you can't spend two hundred million dollars on a movie and then put something out on a streaming service that's four ninety nine right it's just not at, Unfortunately, we live in a world that you have to pay people money. You have to pay people to act. You have to pay people to edit the movie. You have to pay people to produce it. Right. And there's a lot of parts that come into it, and you have to make money on it. And so I I get it, and I'm personally excited for it because I think that I will have enough people that are willing to watch it, and we'll get together, and it'll be more... Obviously, we had AMCA list, and we... Wait. Yeah, you're an AMC A list. I know. I've never said it before, oh but unfortunately, yeah, it's true. This and so, incredible. we would have spent less money on it as A listers, but like, <laughs> we're okay spending right. five dollars yeah. on a ticket. We would have been beforehand, uh, even before we were A listers. Right. So, yeah, we we'll spend we'll spend the money to to watch it, and then we'll. We'll do a review on it. We're finally be able to do a review. There you go on a new, quote unquote, theater movie. There so, you go. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the movie news. Is that literally Sweet. came out today? And so we, oh, okay. we had to push this episode back to Tuesday for the first time. I'm in the loop on something. Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, we had to push the episode back to Tuesday, and on Tuesday this got released, like <laughs> four hours before the podcast. So yes, um, yeah, that was the that was the movie news. Uh, of of the episode, I cool. guess technically of the week because we do one episode a week. And now we do ratings. Yep, we'll do the rating. What is your rating of Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Well, obviously five out of five. Okay, go see it like right now. Like, I don't know why you're listening to it right now and not having seen it, but like stop and go watch it, and then come listen to like the last minute of this podcast. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I think I give it a four and a half out of five. I'm I'm just shy of a five five out of five. Um, don't really know. I guess I can't really tell you why, but it's just it wasn't quite uh, quite there for a five out of five. I try to be pretty selective 
out of my perfect scores. So um, this one is a, a four and a half, which means it's fantastic. A four and a half out of five is a fantastic film. I don't know why you don't just give it a five then, but. Uh, well, because then I have too many five out of fives. Because I have a lot of movies that I really love. And so I, I try to be more selective out of the movies that are like. I try to put five out of fives out of my, like my favorite movies. Whenever, no, of all I'm time. not judging. Well, you are, but well, <laughs> I mean, um, and so I put four out of five uh, right now. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my rating on it is a four and a half out of five. Um, and so uh, I think that's about it for this episode. Um, make sure to rate and review this this uh, podcast on Apple podcast if this is where you listen if you listen on Spotify apparently they do not have a rating system so Gasp. Uh, that's okay though I'm glad you're listening on Spotify or any of the other multitude of podcast apps that this is available we are happy to have you listening uh, but if you are listening on Apple podcast make sure to rate and review just so more people can listen I know uh, I have good yeah. good thank you uh, thank you Trevor <laughs> um and make sure to follow us on on Twitter. It is Couch Critics Pod. Um, just pretty simple there. Uh, we try to tweet out whenever a new episode is out, and then we try to tweet, you know, uh, after the episode, just seeing you know what, what's going on, what what the movie news is, and and so you kind of interact with us, sure. uh, inter- interact with us on there. And then if you're on Facebook instead of Twitter, we did just start a page on Facebook, and it's just Couch Critics. So. Uh, go like that page so you can see when new episodes are up and then interact with that episode and, and talk about what you liked or disliked um, about the episode. All right, so that's about it for this episode. Can I do a small plug for myself? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, tlandrithperk. Uh, that's P-E-R-C at the end. Uh, it's on Twitter and then on Instagram, which I'm more active on. Uh, I'm tlandrithstudio. All nice. lowercase, no space. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, you'll see a lot of the uh, music side, almost exclusively. Yeah, and my and my uh, my amateur uh, cooking. <laughs> oh, okay. but still pretty good. <laughs> I, thought you said, I thought you were about to say gaming. Oh no, that's that's all Facebook. And I also haven't play, haven't been on that in like a month and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, so uh, if you like what he had to say on the episode, go follow that so you can kind of see his music side. Um, he is a major. If you listen to some of our earlier episodes, that's right. He has a major in percussion, so he's uh, kind of good on the drums. So a little bit, a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> go uh, go follow him and see what he he does on the Instagram. So uh, we had a lot of fun talking about uh, Spider Man, and it's uh, about time for us in. So uh, goodbye, guys, and we'll see you next Monday. Oh, what are we clock in at? Uh, hour forty nine. Hey.